Good evening and welcome back to The Weditors. Um, this is the WeddingParty.com podcast. Um, we are an online planning platform that looks after your holistic needs uh, whilst planning your special day. Now, those of you who tuned in last week will remember that we had um, Sam from Cards uh, by Samantha and also Alison from Alison Loves to Beg. I love that your names are both in your businesses because <laughs> it, it is really personal, isn't it? Yeah, somebody somebody said to do that when we've ever was think you think of all these quirky names but they said just put your name in it and it's, people buy yes, from people don't exactly. they? I actually started with my name because when I was setting up the business um, and I was looking into websites when I had to sign on to the website in the first place to sort of look at how it worked it asked me to put a username in so I just put Alison loves to bake because that's what mm. I love to do and that was the reason I was setting it up and I was mm-hmm. starting with it and it kind of stuck and it's a really bizarre name if you think about it but it starts conversations it's... and mm-hmm. so many people come to me at wedding fairs and go I'm Alison too and I love to bake <laughs> <laughs> and the most common question I get asked about it is do you really love to bake yes I really <laughs> love to bake <laughs> well I'm Rachel and Rachel loves to eat Alison's cake um so it's really, really good to have you here with us today. And thanks very much for popping along, ladies. It's really, really, um, it's really, really nice to have and support local businesses. And uh, we've kind of known each other on the the, the wedding uh, the wedding circuit for a while, haven't mm. we? Um, so I, I kind of wanted to bring you in just to have a little bit of a chat about cake. Because, right, okay, so cake. Everybody says, oh, yeah, I like a bit of cake. But not when, not many people realise how many options and choices um, there are out there. So where do you find um, is the best place for couples to start when thinking about their sweet treats? I think the main thing that they need to be thinking about, first of all, is what they want the cake or the sweet treats to actually achieve. Mm-hmm. So um, do you want it to be the focal point of your day? Do you want it to be something a bit different? Do you want it to serve all your guests with a large slice of dessert cake do you want it to be blending in with something else do you are you having it as a table centerpiece um what do you want to achieve with your cake is it something that's just for the photos is it something that's um you're saving a tear for later or for a christening so it's really what do you want that cake to do what what part in your big day is it going to to play mm-hmm. um I think that's the the main thing, really. Um... I, I see. I I absolutely adore your designs because I think that what you do is bring that. Um, so any of you that know Alison will know she has a real vintage quirkiness to her, which I really love. I think it's so cool. I do. I but do. I think you bring <laughs> that through to your products, which is so nice to see. Um, and I love that the two of you work, Sam and, and you work so well together in terms of bringing that through all the way through the, the, the client journey. So from the stationery to the cakes. Um, what do you think is your favourite design? Because I know you're a Harry Potter fan. I am a Harry Potter fan. And I always love doing cakes that um, reflect things that I love. Obviously, that's going to be something that... that um, is always important to you. I think, though, as opposed to it being a particular design or a particular thing I love to do, it's the variety, first of all, mm-hmm. because every week I'm doing something different or even sometimes I've got two wedding cakes and I might have one that looks like Harry Potter, that it's crazy, that it's covered in um, Hogwarts letters and feathers and owls. And, and then I might have a really simple one that's just 
plain white with beautiful ribbon around it, some diamantes. And both of those are reflecting the bride and the groom or the brides, the couple's um, personality, really, as well as their theme. And the cake is really a chance to pop your personality in there, possibly used more than any other element in the whole wedding. Mm. Um, So what I love is really the personalness of it. There's nothing nicer than doing a cake and really being able to see the bride and groom Mm. or the brides or the grooms, the couple, reflected in that cake and even if that is the simplest cake ever if that's reflecting the bride and groom that makes me really happy mm. um and there is that variety to be said for elegance mm. though isn't there you know sometimes people just want something simple and elegant don't they yes and i think you need to even if i mean i've done a lot of unusual cakes we're very well known for us very vintagey cakes obviously mm-hmm. because that's me also our very unusual cakes i might say that's because that's me as well mm-hmm. um, but we do an awful lot of unusual cakes um but you still need to maintain that little bit of elegance even in those so we want our cake so we did one with disney princesses all the way up um the bride didn't necessarily want them to be couples she had elsa and anna and she had um the jungle book so she had the animals and things like that um but it still needed to look wedding-y, so we still needed to bring in that kind of elegance. Mm-hmm. And I think because cake, in a way, is it's an art form, it's it's just a different canvas. Um, you can probably see that element in all my work because people can spot a cake I've made. Mm-hmm. Um, and every cake maker, that's not just me, that's not me saying, I'm this wonderful. Kind, every cake maker is going to have their own style. And I think that is really important when you're choosing your cake maker. You can look at Pinterest, you can look at Facebook, you can look at Instagram for all the ideas. And that's wonderful because it's like a big mood board. But... At the end of the day, if you bring me a cake, a photo of a cake that someone else has made, I won't be replicating that 100% because I'm not that person. Yeah. So you really need to look at different people online and their styles and say, does that style, does Alison's style reflect my style? Because that's part of the whole mm-hmm. process. You need to really be able to work together. But with any artist, you have an in- instantly recognisable... So if I were to say to you, Monet... You can instantly yeah. draw a picture in your head of what Monet's style is. And that's the, that's the same, isn't it? And Monet might be a fantastic painter. Obviously, Monet is a fantastic painter with water lilies and all the stuff he does. But maybe ask him to paint the Mona Lisa. It will not look like the Mona Lisa. It will look like Monet's Monet's Mona Lisa. And that's what you've got to understand with things like cakes and with a lot of things in the wedding industry. But in the same way, the couples also have that own... Um, style and their own look and you want the guests to come and they see the cake and they go that is sam and johnny's yeah oh that just says to me them i can see it you can even it's not sometimes or it's literal as well because you make little figures don't you of the bride and groom so you literally are seeing you know it's them because you can see them standing on the top of the cake yeah and and we'll take we'll take photos um of the brides and grooms and we'll take pictures of their dress in fact to the extent that sometimes if the groom is at the venue before the bride um we'll have to cover over the bridal figure because she doesn't want the groom to know what the dress is like because we literally obviously it's icing obviously there's artistic license but we want guests to be able to look at it and go 
oh look that's so yeah, yeah. yeah. and you do a dog as well you had a we do dog. dogs yeah, and cats yeah. a lot we do yeah. people's children yeah. because weddings are a family affair for so many yeah. people nowadays Absolutely. whether your family is a fur family or whether it's children whether it's a second marriage and you've got stepchildren all that kind of stuff and you can include that in the cake and that's another thing I really love just those little personal touches we did one wedding um, a few years ago and the bride and groom's surname was Marsh and they designed their own wedding invitations and he'd sketched a picture of two little marshmallows getting married on the front of their wedding invitation. So on their cake, on top, we had, you know, the giant marshmallows they Mm. make. We had made toppers out of these giant marshmallows and um, decorated them so they looked like the sketch that he had on the front of the invitation. And you wouldn't necessarily think marsh means marshmallow, but to them and all their friends... That was a really personal Mm -hmm. thing. So it wasn't particularly a wow cake. I mean, it was nice, but it wasn't that unusual. But because it was so personal to them, that was special to me. That's something that that, uh, I think, again, I I know I keep harping back to the local business angle, but I think as a small local business, what you can do is you can absolutely take those um those little elements of being so personal and make them into something that's it it, it just means something it feels something i do what i do because i still cry at every wedding so i'm a right softie like in life i'm such a tough cookie but when it comes to being in the presence of love committing to love right sounds dead cheesy you need your cheesy uh, uh you need your cheesy table plan that we were talking about last week and um, but when you talk about being in the presence of love things like that marshmallows that's the presence of love isn't it and it's a story as well so it's their love for each other but also the story of those around them and the story of them where they've come from, where they're going. And actually, being a small business and working so closely with the couples means that I get to be part of their life sometimes for years to come. We've got couples that we did their engagement cake, we did their wedding cake, we get a phone call saying, oh, I'm pregnant, I want some cakes to announce it. You get the first birthday, the second birthday. I have a customer that will send me photos of her children sometimes before when she comes to book the cake because she'll say look how they've grown kind of thing and that's a really personal thing that you wouldn't get if you didn't do something like that yeah you're at the start of their life together or sometimes already in the middle of their life together and you get to be part of that even if it's just for a moment and that is lovely do you think the marshmallow one was your favorite design then uh no i my favorite design changes Okay. depending on what I'm doing. I absolutely love the vintage elegant ones because mm-hmm. it just... If I was to have do myself a wedding cake now, and I didn't have a wedding cake when I got married, um, wow. I didn't do cakes back then, and the venue I was at, the, the lady that was organising the wedding said, oh, don't bother with a cake, it just gets eaten, it's not important. You'd be amazed how much it gets left. So just buy something from Marks and Spencers, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. We basically had one of the... Marks and Spencer's fruit cakes, and we've got another Marks and Spencer's fruit, fruit cake cakes. all the time, yeah, didn't it? it? Yeah, it did, and that's changed. But um, we we then looked at this fruit cake the day before our wedding, and we went, "That's not us." It was really boring and elegant. So we went to Asda and got an Asda chocolate cake, and we got two little Playmobil people, and we stuck them on the top, 
and one was a chimney sweep, so it's had a top hat on, one was a nurse, so we put a veil on it, and that was the cake I always think of my real wedding cake. Yes. Because it was us. It was a bit weird. Absolutely. And that's as as the wedding cake industry's grown, people are able to do that more and more. So like you said, it always used to be fruitcake. And that's partly due to the icing. So in the past, you could have buttercream on your cake or you could have royal icing, which is that really hard stuff that you see on, mm-hmm. on old-fashioned cakes. Um, with the royal icing, which was the most common for wedding cakes, you have to put it on layer by layer. I mean, we still have done a few royal icing cakes. Mm-hmm. You have to put it on a layer of it, leave it two days, another layer, leave it two days, and it literally takes two weeks to build up the layers. So you couldn't have anything other than fruit cake mm. inside your cake because... Uh, sponge cake wouldn't be able to take that time with the advent of rolled fondant it means you can have all sorts of sponge cake flavors you can use chocolate on your cake instead and you can also do these models that are so intricate and elements that are much more personal because you've got more um space to to breathe Mm -hmm. if you like you've got more options you don't have to be stuck with what it is Mm. I think that's one of the things I love most about your work is the intricate designs that you do. Is it is it kind of a sugar crafting? Is it how how is it that you what is it that you use to to make your your intricate design like your owl for yes. example? So we'll use different things for different parts, but um, we'll use modelling flower and modelling paste for a lot of our toppers. So our bride and grooms, our grooms, our brides are all made. A, do you know what? We all know that it's brides, grooms, brides, grooms and marriers. And we, but because the predominantly we work with brides and yes. grooms, we all end up saying brides and grooms. Although, so don't to, worry be, about although that. to be honest, I do do a lot of bride and bride and mm-hmm. groom and groom weddings. So I think that's why it, mm-hmm. it sticks in my mind so much. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when I think of some of my favourite designs, it is couples mm-hmm. that are the same sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, when I'm making my couples or when I'm making my flowers, I'll use modelling paste. Something like the owl on top of my uh, Harry Potter cake, which people, my favorite. people may have seen. Um, it was a Harry Potter cake originally I had, and it had an owl on top that looked like Hedgewick. And he was made out of Rice Krispie treats, moulded and then covered in icing and painted and sculpted to look like the owl. Because um, you lug cakes round from wedding fair to wedding fair, eventually they get battered, but the owl was still fine. So the cake I currently take round that looks like a pile of logs um, was designed in order for me to have something to pop Hedgewick on. So when people <laughs> see that, they often see the pile of logs and they go, oh, doesn't that owl look like Hedgewick? Well, it's because he is. Um, I also do a lot of piping work, so I pipe... Um, intricate lace designs on the cake because you can match the the fabrics can't you you? can because because i'm actually hand piping it i if someone's got a fabric on their wedding dress or on their invitations or somewhere in their their big day that they want replicated then it means that i can literally copy that you're not held um held up to to have a certain thing i also use um I can't think what they're called. <laughs> I also use <laughs> stencils yes. as well sometimes, but that's a very different look. Um, but both of those use royal icing, and that's a real skill that is was seen as old-fashioned for a while, but I just think is is really lovely to be able to do that. And there's something so relaxing about sitting there with a piping bag in your hand and piping a lace pattern on a cake and yeah. to see the beauty as it kind of evolves and appears on the on the white canvas although I do tend to say when I can see both 
sides of the design I'm guessing like, yes I can see both ends because <laughs> by the end it's not quite after about two hours it's a bit less relaxing than it was mm-hmm. but you see I mean I must admit it's one of the things that I that I love about being in this industry is that you get to use the um the honed talents because obviously you know I love doing my flowers love them absolutely love them it's like my favorite thing to do but it's like therapy for me because I go into that that zone and I get completely lost and I'm a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit and I get so excited and you two both must find that with what you do that actually it's um something that somebody might somebody else might find stressful is like the pleasure in your life it's like the thing that yeah definitely I think that I find it very relaxing just to when I know right today I'm just going to spend the whole day making invitations and I just find it relaxing and mm. you do you just kind of get lost in it and the time I mean pick up an invitation start making the time will start to go double double time if then if you just sat there doing nothing and you're looking at the and think gosh I've been here for three hours you know and the time just flies by and because it becomes so instinctive what you're doing so I find with baking especially I know the recipe so well I don't even need to think about what I'm doing I get on it I start and it's almost like a meditative state the things you're doing is almost like giving your mind a chance to calm and Obviously not when there's a big deadline coming up, but in general, it has got that meditative quality that you can, and that's a lovely thing about think, doing I what think, we do. I think one of the things that we focus on here in the in the mind, body, and soul section is about the rituals, and you have another lovely ritual that you do, don't you? You were talking about talking to me about it before. Oh yes, yeah, my ritual. Well. When I have a cup of tea, um, those that have met me at a wedding fair will know I'm very vintage. I always have a bit of vintage, not necessarily real vintage, sometimes quirkiness fake vintage but I always have something on me that's that and I love a proper good old-fashioned cup of tea so in the morning I will have my teapot I will have my little jug of milk I will have my teacup and I will pour myself a cup of tea and I will pour the milk in and I will just sit there doing my sudoku or whatever it is and just letting my mind and let my mind settle and that ritual in itself I think is really important you can get especially if you're doing something like planning a wedding or making a wedding cake you can get so caught up in everything you've got to do and it has to be done by this deadline that having little rituals like that is really important in your day Mm -hmm. so yeah I love my cups of tea and and it's not because I love the tea it's that I love the ritual and if I've got a day that I've had I've been really busy, but I've had too much caffeine. I can't have another cup of tea. I'll sometimes put boiling water in my pot. And it's just the ritual of just pouring it and sitting and giving myself that time to think. Where did that come from? Because that must be... Was it it a relative that used to do it? No, actually, I, I, I was not a big tea drinker growing up. And when I worked... Um previously in retail as a retail manager I just drank water really I didn't really drink cups of tea at all it was because someone bought me a teapot and a teacup because of my vintage style they bought it me almost for a display purpose and that's what made me start drinking tea as opposed Mm. to being the other way around because it's just the the old-fashionedness of it people nowadays we can be in a real rush but something like having tea I mean my grandma always used to have a teapot on the table And I remember that from when I was a child and she used to lay all the bread out on the table and like almost like a buffet and you'd sit there at tea time and you'd help yourself. And it was a really relaxed time to catch up. 
with people. I mean, my grandma was a battle axe, so it wasn't... (laughs) She was lovely, but she was a woman that knew what Mm. she wanted. I've got my drive from her, I tell you. Mm. But she still had that ritual that time to stop. And so although it's not come from someone specifically, it's that that old-fashioned thing that Mm -hmm. is easy to let go of in the the modern world. Actually, you you touched on it there. It's so important to have those things that you keep for yourself. Um, during your wedding planning, isn't it? Because I, I think what is such a shame is when couples get so overwhelmed with the planning that they don't enjoy it. And it's it, it should be something that you enjoy because it's, it's like you say, it's, it's your one, hopefully, your only wedding of your life, your biggest day of your life. And the lead-up to it should be as enjoyable as the actual day. And I think it's a shame when you, you I go see on these wedding forums, people just, I just can't wait for the day to be over now because I'm I'm so stressed with everything. And I think, what a shame, because it could be such a, an enjoyable, it should be such an enjoyable experience. So one of the things, one of the things that we have in our task list, because obviously everybody has to have a task list when they're getting married, and, and we try and keep that as... Um, uh, as as calm as possible but one of the things we have is switch off this website now and go and have a date so go on a date the two of you and if it's you know if it's that you go into the living room and you put spotify on and you you know dance to uh, your first dance and you have a little practice or if you're going to decide on some playlists you know what's going to take you to the dance floor and actually step away yeah. Step away yeah. from what you're doing and remember why you're doing it. Yeah. So mm. me and my husband have a stupid date, right? We go to B&Q. <laughs> when we say we're having a date day, right, we go to B&Q, we have coffee. We go to B&Q, we wander around, we look at toilet seats, we look at, you know, but we talk about things that are bizarre while we're in B&Q. So we'll go, let's go and have a look at the toilet seats, for example. And I'll go... Do you remember that holiday that we had where the, the toilet was a hole in the floor? And we talk about things which are silliness, real silliness, but it's about that connection that you have. And those things, I think, are really important to keep hold of when you're wedding planning. So um, I think there, there are little quirks to every single relationship, aren't they? You must have seen some quirkiness. What kind of quirkiness things do you oh, think is yes. your, are your favourite? Well, I suppose I don't think of them as quirky anymore because I do so many unusual cakes and we personalise the cakes so much. I think of them as personal rather than quirky. Um, but like there's that. some there's some things that always make me smile when I see them in my wedding cake book when I'm talking to couples about um about their big day and planning their pictures so there's little things like um there's always a picture of a bride and groom um on the top of the cake a cake that i made years ago and the groom is naked the bride's covering (laughs) all his bits there's nothing to say with her flowers but he's naked she's in her full wedding dress and he's completely naked Um, and i remember that consultation and the reason behind it was that you know when you come home from work you take off your jeans you put on your jammies you sit in your front room and you're all slobbed out well he had a habit of just taking off his clothes and slobbing out naked so their friends had to joke that we never call on them without (laughs) ringing first you never ever just turn up at their house so they thought it would be really funny to reflect that by popping the groom naked on the top 
And I remember, I'll remember to this day, it was about 10 years ago, but at the consultation, I was going through all the bits I go through, sort of saying about, I need photos of your face, and I was sort of saying to everyone, I need to know what your fair st- hairstyle is, I need to know what your dress is, so I need a photo of your dress. And then I turned to him and opened his mouth, and I opened my mouth and I just went... No, <laughs> I do not need that photo. So little quirky things like that. It was quite, apart from that, it was quite a traditional cake. Mm-hmm. So I've done the ones with Disney princesses coming up. It. I've done the reveal ones with Lego behind. I did one recently that was a half and half cake. And it literally looked like a four-tier cake had been cut down the middle, pulled apart, and half of it had all the things he loved on. It had Game of Thrones. It had books it had um, the hobbit and on the other side it had things she loved it had a racing car it had um uh, it had alice in one's land it had tim burton things and then there were elements that were both of them like quotes for books and they were on both sides and on the top it had them standing reaching across the divide and holding hands so That's that was quirky lovely. and unusual it was a nightmare to make but, <laughs> <laughs> but so again, it was quirky. It was really unusual, but to me, it was personal, and that's the most important thing. What do you think makes you do what you do? Because you're so passionate about. It. I love the passion that you have about it. I think part of it is that personalness. It's being in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being just part of that big day, um, and being able to create something for them. It's almost mm-hmm. like you can take what's in their mind, and you take a bit of paper at the consultation, and you go right. I sketch this, I'm really bad at drawing, but it gives people an idea to see it actually down and say, this is what I've got in mind, is this what you're thinking? And they can say to me, yes, but that's not right, or Ooh, now I see it like that, I'm not sure. Um, and just being able to really reach in and take what they're thinking and make it a reality. Uh, my husband, Phil, that worked with me until very recently, he used to joke that I'd walk around and I'd be designing cakes. So I'd walk through the supermarket, I'd walk through B&Q, I'd see a duvet and I'd just stop and he'd come back and he'd say, you're figuring out how you could do that effect in icing, aren't you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I am. You do get ideas though, don't you, from the outside world and that's how you do come up with designs, looking mm. at everything outside and thinking, oh, that would look good on a yeah. cake or an invitation. Or And that creativity is what really drives mm. me to do it. It's lovely to be able to do and the variety that I get to do means I'm never bored. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love that. I'm also a feeder, so I love to feed people cake. I want the cakes to look beautiful. I want the cakes to be stunning, to have a wow factor, but I want them to taste amazing. And the number of feedback things that I get from people saying, every piece was eaten, or it was delicious. People said it was the best cake I've ever tasted. And to me, that is really part of it Mm -hmm. as well. The feeling that you've created something from scratch that those people have, it's made their day. It's, it's just given them. as well, though, isn't it? Because it's kind of like, um, you know, there are lots of old sayings, that, you know, the family that eats together stays together, breaking bread together. Those things are symbolic to me of the wedding cake. Yeah. Because um, it's about that, that bringing together of everybody in the room and feeding them something that is... Um, I mean, I think I thought that that's where kind of the fruits used to come from. I'm really interested to know that it comes from the the, the layers of the icing, but 
It has a very, very symbolic meeting, meaning to eat together, doesn't it? Yeah, and the fruitcake thing does a little bit come from that because fruitcake, as you'll know if you've ever had one, um, will last for years and years. So I think there's a story of somewhere that they found an old Christmas cake in a, a cupboard or something like that that was from Victorian times and it was still edible. Oh. So it lasts. So because the tradition used to be you would keep the top tier of your wedding cake for the christening, you needed something that would last at least nine months, probably more. Um, that really doesn't happen so much anymore. We occasionally, mm-hmm. sometimes we'll have a, someone ring us and say, can you re-ice my wedding cake for the christening? But usually people won't really have a fruitcake mm-hmm. tier anymore. But little things like that, we quite often have a new tradition that we like to promote, which is if people have a four-tier four cake and the top cake is a four-inch small one that only serves about six six slices, we suggest to the couple that they keep that. So instead of cutting up the whole cake at the venue, the, the venue will literally take that top cake, they'll put it to one side, the next day when the couple or whoever it is that's picking up the stuff comes, they'll pick up that cake along with all the cards and all the things. Then the couple have that time together, just the two of them, because the wedding's about family as well yeah. as being mm. about the couple, isn't it? Afterwards, is almost about you. It's kind of why you have a honeymoon, isn't it? The wedding's mm-hmm. about everyone, the honeymoon's about you. Um, so the day after, they can take that little cake home They can sit with their glass of champagne, they can eat that cake, they can open their cards, see all the message from their loved ones, open their presents, and it's just that little time. Because on the day, you're so busy, you don't really need to, don't have time to stop and eat a cake. Even if you eat cake, you don't necessarily Mm. Mm. um, think about what you're eating um, or what the flavour is, because Mm -hmm. you've not got the time Mm. to do that. So that's a really nice modern tradition. It goes so quickly. And it's a blur. That's. I mean, I'm so glad we've got video of my wedding because I can't remember making those vows. I can't remember most of the day because it was such an amazing, happy, marvellous, unusual blur. So having that time to stop, and I think that's a lovely new tradition to just have that little tier of cake just for the two of you, or if you've got children already, you and your children, and just that time no, really that's like just that. you. Tis, tis, so tis that's tis really nice. Um so is there anything that people can do to prepare for a consultation with you? Yes. I mean, the main thing people need to bring to the consultation is just themselves. Mm-hmm. So people don't shouldn't feel stressed about preparing for a consultation. Stressed as desserts backwards. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the cake tasting and consultation, in a way, a lot of people say it's one of the nicest times of their wedding. The same as people make a big deal when they go and choose the dress and they have the champagne. You've got that time to sit, chat about your wedding ideas, chat with each other, eat cake. So the most important thing to bring is just yourself. You don't have to worry about preparing anything. And sweatpants. And sweatpants, yeah. And don't eat before you come. The amount of fat you eat in your consultation. Um, (coughs) Oh, excuse me. That's a problem. Um, So that's the main thing. But obviously, if you've got colour samples, it's really Mm -hmm. useful to bring them so we can match them on the day. If not, it doesn't matter. You can get them to me later. If you've got ideas that you've seen, so different pictures of different cakes, because we design them from scratch, we might take an element from a cake, one cake, that we've done in the past or someone else has done and a different cake and combine them together so any sort of like ideas or mood boards you've got um information about your flowers because quite often people will reflect what's in their bouquet on the sugar flowers or the silk flowers that they choose to have on I've their still cake. got a sugar flower off my wedding cake yeah they'll last I got a long married time in 2004 
Yeah, so, I got married you know. in 2004, yeah. yeah. It, and they will last a long time as long as you look after it properly. Yeah. So it's a nice keepsake. Mm. So just little things like that are useful to bring, but they're not essential. Mm-hmm. And how did, how did you actually, so obviously you used to be in retail, but how did you learn your craft? So I've baked since I was young. Um, for about my eighth birthday, I got everyone to get me baking pans and recipe books. And so you really wooden do spoons. love to bake. Yes, I literally, that was my eighth. Every single present I had that year was baking related. I had a bowl, I had pans, and some of them I've still got and use now. Um, and they've got that real sentimental value. So I've always done the baking thing. So when I stopped uh, work, I used to be a retail manager for one of the big WH Smiths in Manchester. Um, other well, stationers are available. Other stationers are available. <laughs> Me? I'm available. <laughs> booksellers. I like to think of them as booksellers. I'm a real book lover. But uh, when I stopped doing that to have children, I'm a very focused person, so I wasn't able to just sit. And I spent my spare time when Thomas, my oldest, who's now 18, um, was napping, baking, baking scones, baking things for home, baking things for my friends, because that creativity gave me that meditation. So as it came up to their birthdays, um, I would obviously make them cakes. And they were pretty terribly decorated cakes, to be honest. But they were creative. And family members started saying to me, oh, could you do my cake? Could you do a cake for my child? And then it spread to people that weren't family members. And mm-hmm. I'm very law-abiding. So the minute I started doing that, I got myself registered as a business and set up a website and did it all, got insurance and started doing what I'm doing now. So it basically, most of my craft has been learnt on the job. I've I never had that. any formal training. Um, you I learn love that because I'm the same with flowers. I've never been trained, yeah. but I well, love doing it. You learn a lot from other people. Mm. So I used to be part of various Facebook groups. That a few of them had quite some quite high-profile cake decorators in. And you learn from their experience, and you learn from their mistakes. You learn what's fashionable. Um but a lot of it as well is experience. I've been doing this professionally for 15 years now and you can't teach that, that I'm my own worst critic. So you will never see a cake of mine that I can't look at and point out the faults. The nicest cake I've ever made, I will be able to point out faults in and no one else can see it. No, nobody would see it. But But for me, I can and that's part of the learning process. So every time I see a mistake... My brain starts thinking, how can I stop that happening next time? How can I make that even better? And there's no lessons that can teach you that. That's just something, trial and error. It's interesting that it's interesting that you bring that point in because actually that's something I always say. So if I'm going out with any students, for example, if we've got students that are working on um, installs with us, um, one of the things I say to them is the day I stop learning on a job is the day I should finish because... You have to get that learning in each and every single job that you do to make sure that you're doing a good job for your clients. When I first started, I used to do these designs and and because I was just making one that was going to be for the sample. Great, that's fantastic. But then when you have to make 100 of them and it took me an hour to make one of them and you... I soon learn, no, that is not going to be viable. So it's things like that. Um, I mean, I got some a few orders and it, the, that were based on those one designs that I've done very early on. And it took me days and days to make them. And things like that, you, you just evolve. You think, well, that, that 
can't, I can't possibly have a design it's that not, intricate. It's not, it's not business no, viable, No, exactly. It? It's not viable. It can't be that intricate. It can't take that long. So it's just more things like that that you, you, you evolve over the years and you learn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring us to a close now because we're 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 almost out of time for today. Um, but I am gonna finish with what's your favourite flavour? What's your flavour? Flavour mm. is red velvet because we don't make our red velvet with cream cheese frosting like most people do. We make it with white chocolate buttercream, and I just love the subtle buttercream with the the subtle flavour of red velvet because it's a very subtle flavour. I can absolutely con- concur. It's it's. Amazing. It is. Uh, that's my favourite. Although, to be honest, there's not a cake that I look at that I don't like. And if you don't like eating cake, you shouldn't be making cakes. That's what I say. Do you know what? What an amazing, what an amazing mm-hmm. sentence to finish on. Thank you so much, ladies. It's been so lovely to have you in. Well, thank you for having us. Um, so just to confirm, if you wanted to follow Alison, how, what's your social media handles? My so it's Alison Loves to Bake on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we are also on Pinterest, but I'm not very good at updating that. We've also got a website which is really useful for couples a lot of people say to me it's really useful because we put pictures of our cakes we've made in the past with prices Mm -hmm. so although every single one of our cakes is bespoke and made specially for you it gives people a ballpark figure before they start some confidence Mm. because with cakes you can't have a price list Mm -hmm. because one cake that's four tiers might take 20 hours one cake that's four tiers the longest one took me 80 hours to do over the space of two weeks Mm -hmm. but if you look at the website you get pictures of cakes we've done in the past with prices and you can have at least before you book any consultations you can have a rough idea of what you need to be budgeting and what our prices are like so So that is www dot it is www dot alison loves to bake dot co dot uk amazing well thank you so much ladies and we'll be back um same time next week where we're going to be talking to the gorgeous zoe from chisholm hunter um zoe's going to be talking to us about um how to choose engagement rings and then match them with their wedding rings so thank you very much ladies it's been great to have you with us thank you um and we will see you this time next week <laughs>